Last One to the Party, the podcast where we check in with someone who's checking out a classic film, long-running TV show, or legendary performer for the very first time. Welcome to the latest edition of Last One to the Party. Slight delay because of power outages in our house, but we're going to just do this one really quick. Give me the basic characters in Steven Universe. Who are the primary characters? We are the Crystal Gems. Garnet, Amethyst, Pearl, and Steven. What about Steven's dad? And Connie. What about Steven's dad? And Lion. What about Steven's dad? Well, he's like those come along people who have absolutely no powers. So, who is Steven Universe? Well, he's basically like his mom. He's like half his mom, like not how a regular kid would be born. It's like, like half his form is her. And who is she? Rose Quartz. So these are all gems that mm. live in the universe? Yeah. Okay, and what do they do? Well, Quartz is like protect their their um diamonds and the and another thing is that everyone thinks that rose quartz is regular quartz no it's pink diamond mm. shape-shifted to look like a quartz oh mm. what uh, are the important things to know before watching the movie they fight they fight the they fight the other um corrupted gems they're like evil big monster gems but then at the end of the whole show they all end up being freed, and then there's the movie. Oh, so the movie starts after they've succeeded and they've won. Yeah. Okay. Now, tell me, what do you like the most about Steven Universe? Mm. The show. The music. Hmm. And the story play. Same thing with the movie? Yeah. What are some of your favorite songs? In the movie? In any of it. Oh. Um, you could start with the movie. Yeah. Other Friends and True Kind of Love. And I thought I might be bad. It's like the end of, like, the like last part theme song of the end. And also, I like the rock song that the dad and the kids sing when they fuse <laughs> to the forum guy. It's very handsome. Okay. And then is there a series that comes out after the movie takes place? Huh? Steven Universe Future. And what's it's, that like? It's basically just like... It's like basically a kid's life after he defeats the other bad guy. The adventure's gone. Then there's actually a part that I want to tell you that actually makes the story go back together. Is at the end credits there's a van driving, a van that they have, and then at the end of the show he drives away in that van. So you basically like replay every episode. That's him driving his van away. Did you get sad when the Steven Universe show future ended? Yes. How come? I do more. I like the show a lot. And you like the characters a lot? Mm-hmm. And you want to see them more? Do you have a favorite character? Yes. Is it the dad? Nope. <laughs> um, Steven? No. Well, he would be my second favorite. Spinel. And who's Spinel? He's like the bad guy who can... She has absolutely no limits to her stretching at all. Is she the one that sings that song? Uh-huh. And what's her connection to Steven? Uh, the, she's like the, uh, she's like the jester of Pink Diamond, and Steven is Pink Diamond. The reason why she wants to kill him so much is because she just wants to be a friend with him. And she feels abandoned? Uh-huh. 
And do we find out what happens to her at the end of this movie? No. We find out in the end of the future? No. We find out in the movie. In the movie we find out. Yeah, not at the end part, like in the middle. Okay. And the song that's in that that I forgot to add is another song that I like, um, Drift Away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, is there anything... What is your favorite part of this movie? I like the beginning because I like the Come live with us in the palace. There's a room waiting for you. <laughs> There's also another one like... Come be with us and the RV. There's room waiting for you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Would you say that the music is your most favorite part of the whole show? Yeah. All of it? Yeah. And if yeah. you think we can, we'll always find a way. This episode, we're, we're going to talk about something that we are both a little bit late to the party. The show's been on since 2013 Mm. and we discovered it because you know as you heard at the beginning of this you heard Rollins talking about it and he went through a phase of binging basically this show one after another and he's gone through some other phases with Teen Titans Go and Adventure Time and there's one or two others that I that are slipping my mind right now but kind of irreverent very funny cartoons and he was watching Steven Universe, and we kept hearing the theme song over and over and over, and it's very catchy. Oh, I love it. And we all would sort of start whistling it and humming it around <laughs> the house. And then I started watching some of the TV episodes, and the movie was on HBO Max along with the TV, and I tuned in and out of it while Rollins was watching it, and I thought, boy, there's some really great songs on this and then I talked you into sitting down to watch it so for this episode we're going to talk about the Steven Universe movie that's right Um, but I recommend highly you know a handful of episodes that I've seen of the TV show I recommend the TV show highly as well Uh, especially if you've got kids it's a great excuse to watch this really smart funny hip cartoon show yeah and I feel like we also chose it because our son when he finished watching the episodes came in the kitchen and he was just looked so sad and he started crying and I said what's wrong and he said it's over he yeah. was so sad it was over and we were just so touched that he was so moved by this show that we were like we got to investigate this and I'm so glad we did and they do a really interesting thing because they do the TV show uh the movie picks up from the conclusion of the TV show the TV show kind of reaches its high point for the heroic journey that they're all on that's right and then the tv the movie goes what happens after that yes and then they do an additional series called steven universe the future or future i forget which where he's not a kid anymore he's now basically like a teenager and it's how he deals with that now that this mm-hmm. huge epic adventure of his life has finished and it's really deep. And I think that really caught Rollins. And yes. that's what made him, you know, just sort of like, it's over. I just, because they kept going and kept finding interesting stories to tell and interesting, cool ways of exploring these different characters. Yeah, agreed. Now, I don't pretend to understand all of the ins and outs of the science of gems. And I'm not sure that <laughs> no. they're following the strict letter of the law. I don't think you're not tuning into Steven Universe for the strict <laughs> for rules gemology. of gemsology. Gems gemsology. <laughs> so basically there's his mother was one of the four diamonds of the galaxy. That's right. Which is like the royalty of this world. Yeah. So there's white diamond, yellow diamond, 
Blue diamond, Blue diamond and, and then was, rose quartz, but she was really a diamond. Yes. And he's her son, half human, half diamond. That's right. And he is joined by and protected by three other gems. Pearl, yeah. Sapphire, and Amethyst. Yes. And they then go out and have to sort of rescue where his mother used to live because it's fallen into disrepair. They have mm-hmm. to fight certain bad guys, so on and so forth. The movie picks up at the end of this thing and everybody's living happily That's right. ever after mm-hmm. and they're in a new sort of utopia. And it's really interesting. And what's also great, I don't know if we mentioned this to reference one of our previous episodes. Okay. Of the three diamonds. Yes. Oh, yes. One of the three diamonds is the great Patty Lapone. She <laughs> is yellow diamond. And she's joined by... Um, oh my goodness, I can't remember her name. Christine Ebersol. Thank you. Christine Ebersol, who is a gorgeous voice. And then uh, the other woman I don't know. Her name is Lisa Hannigan. Um, and they sing the beginning There's a of the movie. Well, not the, not the title song, not the um, theme. But they sing a song at the top that Rollins often sings around the house. And now we sing it. And it's just so great. The thing that I'm so taken by with this is that all of the songs have a Broadway sensibility underlying them, but it's equal mix of Broadway and very well-crafted pop and, yes. or, and even rock music. Yes. And to me, it's, this is a bold statement. <laughs> I rank it right up there with Hamilton. Well, if, no, that's too far. If this was on Broadway, this for me would be up there with Hamilton and Book of Mormon. Well, Those Hamilton's great. far above Book of Mormon. <laughs> But in terms of enjoying <laughs> the songs and the show, I would want to see this movie. No, I would want to see this musical. I 100% agree. I think if you like any musicals or just music in general, the music in the show is phenomenal. It's, it's. I mean, it's just so touching. Yeah. My husband and I, listen, we are easy criers, but we cry almost every time certain of these songs come on. Um, they're just so beautiful. And they're deceptively... Easy, simple. Simple, but also deceptively deep. They're talking yes. about this is our happily ever after. And then they do kind of a reprise of that song mm-hmm. called Who We Are, where it's the same song, but now it's in a minor key instead of a major key. And it's asking the question, who are we? What is this happily ever after? Yes. It, it asks these very deep questions. And I find that really appealing, that it has this dichotomy, these two things at play at the same time. Agreed. <laughs> I do. I agree. I, I uh... And that the movie is also, it deals with kind of a heavy issue as well. There's a yeah. the main bad, the main villain, the bad guy. Woman. Woman. Spinell mm-hmm. was the best friend play pal of Steven Universe's mom. That's right. And she left because she was put in charge of Earth. And Spinell was left behind without any explanation. And her heart was just broken by this. And now yes. she's pissed. That's right. And she wants revenge and she's so angry. And uh, our son was saying in the bath tonight that I think it just teaches that lesson of and shows that she's so angry, but she's so angry because she's so hurt. And to get that across that like that deepness of that, she's only like acting out out of her hurt. Um, You don't usually get that in cartoons. And they give her an amazing song in the movie called Drift Away. So good. It's so good. And it's... um, Oh, just tears your heart out. And it again, it's very simple. Like the lyrics are simple, but they're very spot on. That's what I like about it too. But yeah, she's left in this garden and she just waits for the mother and waits for the mother. And the mother never comes back because she goes to Earth and she has Steven. And the spoiler alert passes away. I mean, 
she's not in the like she's not in the TV she's not in the TV show either. So um, and she's there for six thousand years. Which yes, we come to find Spinell is there for six, yeah. waiting for the mother for six thousand years. Which we come to find is not a terribly long time for gems, but it's still long enough that she yes when when she's found out that she was left behind abandoned, yeah. abandoned yes. And there's some great scenes where. She and Stephen are having this battle, but also this conversation, mm-hmm. and she's expressing how much hurt she's feeling, and she's trying to reach out, but knows I'm not worthy, and it's very yeah. deep and com- complicated and emotions. Yes, it is, and, and it's great too because they make Stephen really reach out to her, and he's confused because he says, "You know, I'm not my mother. I shouldn't have to pay for her sins, basically. But at the same time, you're hurting my friends. It's Again, it's it's deep and it's uh, layered, which once again, <laughs> you don't usually get in um, cartoons. Listen, I like Teen Titans Go. I think it's really funny. There's no deepness in that no, show. <laughs> there's no depth in it. Teen Titans Go is terrifically funny. This show is also funny, but it's the humor is drier in yes. so many ways. Yes. It just kind of, they just lay these things out there and you either get them or don't. The other thing that's really impressive is that the creator, Rebecca Sugar, has said in an interview that I was reading to kind of get more information about all of this, that she's very active and pro-LGBTQIA, as well as just women in power. And all the gems are women. All the gems are women, which I love. So the only men in the show are Steven Universe and his dad. Yeah. And everyone else is either a woman or, I feel like, non-binary. Which I also like because for Rollins, our son, um, there's one character I really like, Bismuth. And I'm always saying that's a woman. He says it's a man. And, you know, we don't have to fight about it. But I like that it's out there that this there's someone that is, you know, non-binary on a show. And and it's so pro-women. It's also very pro, like you just said, LGBTQ, I can't talk, LGBTQIA. In a way, for kids to just sort of, it just soaks into them. There, it's not... Right, hitting them over the head. It's not like... It's never a very important episode about this topic. No. It just simply is there, which... Which is I how it enjoys. is in the world. Yeah. I agree. You don't and have to make it a special event. It's just this is how it this is. This is humanity. Yeah. This is humanity. And you shouldn't... You know, it, it shouldn't be something... I mean, yes, we have to talk about and learn about. We're not saying that. But the way that she approaches this and the way she made this, uh, Rebecca Sugar, I think is just... Again... The word of the of the podcast deep, yeah. Because and kids, they take it in. Like they're soaking it all up, and they're soaking up a world. And they're interested in it, so they're in favor of it. So it puts yes. them in favor of openness and all of those things. Exactly. And Rebecca Sugar, apparently, according to the credits at the end of the movie, I believe she wrote most of the music, or certainly mm. the lyrics. Love them. The um, lyrics are unbelievable. It's just so interesting how they were able to craft all of this together, and it. I don't know. You know, I'd heard little things about it here and there, but it it felt like the people who were talking about this were hipsters. <laughs> and so I had no interest in some sort of post-ironic <laughs> thing. You know, that's that was my assumption of the, the people who were saying, Steven Universe is so funny. And granted, sometimes people would say that their kids liked it, but I, I just felt like it was, again, these ironic hipsters with their self-aware detachment saying like i get this right and it's the show is not that at all the show is so full of heart and coming from a place of truth and connection um not at all like too hip it's just real yeah and there's one scene you were talking you mentioned this yesterday Mm. 
there's a scene where Steven's friend Connie oh yeah is going off to space camp mm-hmm. even though in the TV series she's been to actual space with him fighting yes. these different adventures <laughs> she's going off to space camp and she leaves but then comes back really quickly and then does what <laughs> and kisses Steven and they both turn really red um, in the cartoon and it's so sweet and I feel like you you immediately go back to being that age when people are like taking that risk and giving a kiss for the first time and what will it mean and he's so happy about it and I had a wash of all those young feelings and then I immediately had a wash of um, deep sadness because I thought oh this is going to be Rollins like he's gonna fall in love with someone and that person's gonna kiss him and he's gonna be so excited and he's gonna be so in love and I'm gonna be forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) It was a true mom moment where I just started crying and I went on, I'm on this Facebook group with all these moms, shout out to the pile. And I wrote to them saying, I can't stop crying. I literally couldn't stop crying, I think for an hour because I thought he's gonna meet someone else and love them. More than he loves me, and I'm never going to be loved like that ever again. That's probably a detour that only I don't think <laughs> James had that moment. I didn't, but, <laughs> you know, there's so many, again, there's so many songs that immediately as I hear them, I'm just like, give me a minute. I, I know we both started crying gather. today. Which one was it? Was it the, the love, tr- it's the true yeah. kind of love? Oh, yeah. So many good songs, and I feel like that's a song that could be on the radio as just yeah. a song by well, itself. Well, they have... They have Broadway people singing, but then I think the woman in the uh, on the TV show, the people that do the voices, I think also sing. But uh, Rollins and I watched a video of um, oh my goodness, my brain just went. She sang that song. Oh, will you be my American boy? Oh, okay. That song uh, with Kanye from I don't even know when it's an old song. She sings that song as a true kind of love, and we watched the video of her singing it. And I was like, "This is so cool!" And Amy Mann sings. Yep, Ted Leo and Amy Mann show up. In a they few have episodes. a duet, which yeah. is great. Uh, they sing a rock song that's also fantastic, which also has a, like a really great relationship theme to it. Which is what is it? What's the, what they keep singing? Um, independent together. Kind of the refrain is, "We could be." independent together which i was like what a (laughs) great idea and what a great idea to teach kids about relationships of we're not codependent on one another i don't live for you you don't live for me we are independent and we choose to be together i mean come on no it's really evolved it's it's very good yes but in a way that is not lecturing no overbearing or pedantic or any of those Mm -mm. things it's really just you, it just washes over you, and it's just terrific. It is, and I, I know we said this already, but I think it's so important because so many of the cartoons I watch with Rollins or movies that made for kids, so many of them have, like, I don't know, four boy characters and one girl character, or, like, the girl character is great, but she's, you know, they put too much. Like, she's a scientist, and she's this, and she's that, which, of course, women can be that. But because this whole world is made up of majority women, it's not a monolith. These You get all kinds of different women. And also, the way they, uh, let's talk about the way they're drawn. The women are not all white. I feel like a lot of times in cartoons, the women are white, or even if they're not white, they're drawn white. I don't know how to explain it. Their features are white. Their body shapes are kind of the same. And in this show, she they draw all kinds of body shapes for these women, 
their facial features are all different it's it's so um the most overworked overused word but diverse but it is and again and not a way where they stand there and say I'm from this place or I'm this is my background they just are because again that's what the world is we are a diverse people and it's just awesome that they just show it they don't explain it it just they just make that the world the world is these powerful diverse women who love one another and with bismuth the character bismuth is drawn in a way that bismuth has broader shoulders and a narrower waist yeah, and she's way bigger than everybody else, like taller and, and also, yes, more broader, muscular. muscular. And they gave her these kind of cornrows-esque um, rainbow hair. And she also, oh, in my mind, she's a, she always wears um, kind of like coveralls, overalls. Mm-hmm. Yep. So again, very non-binary, um, which more more of that she's my favorite character on the show i mean and i love them all i mean i favorite i shouldn't say that but i just i I think she's just really cool and i like i like her vibe and the other thing to worth noting is that with all of these female gems yeah they all have so much more power yes literal sort of cosmic physical power that's right than steven or his dad yeah they're so much more in charge. I mean, Stephen grows into the power that he inherits from his mother. Yes. Which also is interesting that he, it's a power that he's inheriting from his mother and not from his father. That's right. Matriarchy. I was thinking of in Star Wars, it's Darth Vader who passes down the mm. lightsaber through Obi-Wan to Luke and it's the fathers and sons, which is, you know, fine. It's oh, a yeah. story worth telling. We've had so many of those stories. 5,000 years of fathers and son stories. Yeah. So it's also cool to have a mother-son story. Yeah, where the mother passes the power down. And again, where the mother is complicated. The mother is in this... I think she's very flawed. I'm, I'm very flawed. I'm going to find out through watching the TV series right. just how flawed she is. But how, how she loved treated, she is also. Yes. She's loved by... Who are Amethyst, Amethyst and Ruby. and Ruby. She's loved by those three, certainly. But the way that she treats... Spinell, even just in the movie, is enough to to mm-hmm. demonstrate that she clearly was yeah a human being that was flawed, perfect. not yeah. perfect, which is also very she's interesting. She's a gem that was flawed. She's that's right, a flawed, a flawed gem, diamond, a flawed diamond. Um, I also love that um, Ruby is made up of sapphire and I forget the other gem, but she's like fused because in a couple of the episodes on TV, they um. The way that they attack Ruby is they kind of slice her and they unfuse her. But what I like about it is that it's it's another way of showing that these two women are in love with one another to the point where they love each other to the point where they're fused together in their love and then they have the three eyes instead of the two. two. And that's the song when they sing a true kind of love is when they find one another, which is another beautiful way of showing women and women falling in love and being a couple. I mean, it's beautiful. I love it. And I feel that way about Amethyst. They have that song. Um, what's the one we sing all the time? The first one. Not Let Us Adore You. Happily Ever After. Yeah. Right. Happily Ever After. Here we are. And then they yeah. tell their stories in the movie because they all kind of tell you their story through the song. In the beginning, it's like this opening. Yeah. Right. They, they kind of tell you. They tell you their sort of thumbnail version of their origin. Yes. And uh, Amethyst tells her story is like she woke up and I think she's she's she even has a verse. It's like I was late to coming out and I was all alone. But now I found my family and here we are. I mean, this is LGBTQIA speak. It just 
so beautifully, again, simple, deep, honest, and it's just right there. And I I love the show for doing that. Because I, I, I think as a parent, sometimes you feel like you have to like, oh, I got to make sure I get it all in and make sure my kid isn't, you know, doesn't have a blind spot and, and, and am I doing enough? And it's so nice to have a show where it's actually doing it for you in a way where they're entertained and they're connected and they're learning it. Like they're taking it and you're not forcing it upon them. They're just... They're meeting the topic halfway. Yeah. It seems like. And I think sometimes with anything, if you try to give them the whole thing with too many superlatives, it becomes overwhelming and kids can, can maybe kind of yeah. put it at arm's distance or not really know how to process and it ends up being more confusing than enlightening. And also, right... James and I, neither one of us are LGBTQIA. So it's nice to have someone that is Rebecca Sugar who knows what she's talking about. This is where she comes from. This is what the stories she has to tell. It's like, yes, that's who should be telling our children about it because that's the story, right? Like it should be authentic. So it's just awesome that uh, that she's so creative and has such a beautiful voice and shares it with everybody because yeah. we are all better for it we are i'm better for it as an adult listening to it i uh, she she's amazing rebecca sugar i don't even know if i should say should should say she i think she is also they is also non-binary i believe so to just kind of put a a final piece on it this for me the songs that really stand out there's there's a couple of things that i found on apple music but i'm sure they're on spotify and all the other streaming things there's an album that is volume one of the sort of first season or so of the TV show, and the TV theme is very catchy. Yeah, I love it. The song Cookie Cat, which refers (laughs) to an ice cream treat in one of the episodes, is very funny. There's a song a few episodes after that called Giant Woman that Rollins was singing around the house today and just gave it a look like, what are you singing about? Because the lyric is something like, I I just want to see a giant woman. I just want to see you become a giant woman, yeah, something like that. Something like that. And so it's about Pearl and um, Amethyst. Amethyst. So it's about Pearl and Amethyst fusing to become Opal, and oh. she's described as a huge giant woman with four arms and whatever. Mm. And Stephen immediately goes cool, and he just makes up this song about wanting to see a giant woman. Very funny. Not what you would think without hearing it out of context is not what it's about within the show, but then. On the movie soundtrack, there's easily seven or eight songs that I will listen to over and over Me and over. Me too. Let Us Adore You is Love. such a great old-fashioned crooning, mm-hmm. almost Andrew Sister. Andrew Sisters type song. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Happily Ever After, I think, is a very pop Broadway musical yes. kind of a song. And I, it's one of the few times when I really enjoy the little Broadway lilts that they'll put on a mm-hmm. note and a, the little ways of phrasing a word that is very much not rock, pop, R&B, whatever. It's very specific to kind of a show tune way yeah, of singing things. I agree. Um, Other Friends is a song that Rollins loves. Yeah, That's the Spinell song. I love that song too. That's a very Broadway one. That's yes. like the one with the villain gets a, it's like a da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Other Friends. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. What did you say? Yeah. It has that kind of stuff in it. Um, What did I do? It's great. It's a great song. The reboot of Pearl is a really lovely song. Mm-hmm. As I said, Who We Are is kind of a reprise of Happily Ever After. Yes. Isn't it love we oh, talked about? That one makes us cry. No Matter What is uh, the friendship song. I like that one too. And Drift Away we talked about mm-hmm. is great. And 
and True Kind of Love. I love True Kind of Love. Great song. So many great songs. It really is. And so is the one we just said about the um, Independent. Independent Together. Yeah, they're great. Um, and yeah. I will say, I hope I'm not betraying a trust, but mm-hmm. a previous guest on the podcast, Vaughn. Oh, yes, you, yes. We were texting about Steven Universe because he's been a big fan for a long time and I'm just coming to it. And I was talking about the movie and the songs that just like kill me. And he, he said Drift Away is like a cheat code for making him cry. Which yeah. Which I thought was very funny. Like that's just like an automatic, put that on and eight yeah. bars in, I'm, I'm sorry. Cry. That's yeah. me with uh, Anne Murray, You Needed Me. <laughs> you literally. Different podcast. <laughs> different podcast. But that song every single time. I'm, I'm done. That and probably A Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Those are Those will get me. Every time. But this, I think these two, these are great. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I think we both can't uh, recommend this enough for adults, which is, I know, our listeners. But if you have children, sit down and watch it with them. I already put it on the the pile again group. And one of the moms already reached out to me and said her son's obsessed. Yeah. He started watching it and that's all he wants to watch. And, um, and there is maybe an aspect of Stephen trying to understand the power that he gets from this gem that he mm-hmm. got from his mom maybe has some sort of subconscious parallel for these kids who are, you know, our our son is not even eight yet and already he's convinced that he's finished with puberty. <laughs> which is not true. But no. I think as it becomes a thing, a topic on the on the horizon for them, there is a parallel there to him understanding this Yeah, who he is and the change in his body. Yes. Power that he has and so on and so forth. And it's also Stephen what I also love about what Rebecca Sugar did with Stephen is he is so open to everything. There's no judging. He, he again, he's surrounded by all these women and non-binary human beings. And his reaction to all of them is, if I may improv geek out, is yes and. He never is like, that's dumb or that's not cool or, you know, trying to be something else. He's so himself and he embraces who he is and he not only who he is, he embraces his friends fully. I mean, you can't get a better message than that, I think, to kids or to humans, all of us. But I, I just love that about the show. I love that he just, right, he just adores the gems. They adore him back. And that love, I love that there's love at the center of the show. And it's not butt jokes or dumb, your dumb jokes or yeah. that kind of stuff. And we've also got a new discovery at uh, the Together Breakfast. That's right. <laughs> there's a there's a scene in one of the episodes where they Stephen creates a together breakfast, which is waffles, popcorn, chocolate syrup, whipped cream, and a strawberry on top. <laughs> and he tries to spend the he spends the episode trying to get everybody to share the together breakfast with him, and it leads them to a larger adventure. But the next day, after seeing after seeing that episode, the next morning, Rollins said, "I want a together breakfast," and so I cobbled it together. We didn't have whipped cream but we did the popcorn and the chocolate syrup and then the next time we had all of it except the strawberries so we still haven't done a complete (laughs) together breakfast but i think we've done most of it we will do it (laughs) uh watch steven universe we are the crystal gems we'll always save the day and if you think we can we'll always find a way Thank you.
If you'd like to follow Jessica online, you can find her on Instagram at Jessica underscore Elena underscore Eason. And Elena is E-L-A-I-N-A. Jessica underscore Elena underscore Eason. You can follow me on Instagram at James underscore Eason underscore music. The show is produced and edited by me, James Eason. The music is composed by me, James Eason. Thank you.